and welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are discovering their new job in cyber. Who's this then? Oh, I had a dream the other night. You've just reminded me of that. Wow, that's... Well, we've gone left. Sorry, go on. Who's, um, who's discovered the job? Oh... I understand. Come on, I topical. Understand. Sorry, sorry. Fatima. Fatima has discovered her job what in Fiverr. An absolute Fiber? shit show that was. What, what she, a shit show. She's getting paid though, isn't it? It just, I can't believe the audacity of that. Mm. Audacity, that's a piece of software, cyber, but it's actually for musicians. So maybe Fatima could be making Audacity, the software for the creatives. <gasps> It's a it's a hole within a hole, isn't it? It's just it was just so ridiculous. Well, this week it's just the two of us. It is myself, Alex, and her over there, socially distanced, two meters away uh, from me, them, Michelle. Please, thank you. And them, what? <laughs> huh? You were just a single person. Yeah. Oh, and uh, them. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Because you don't want to be identified as a his or a her. Yeah, are you making light of that kind of No, thing? but I have actually like How very day. It's um this has actually just come into the realms of my being and it is something that I've been aware of, but actually it's like I it's it's like in my life now. There's a new girl just start You fucked There's up already girl, there. No, it's really hard, but she's no, she's like she's actually super, super nice about it and she understands. It's really hard. It's, but she's a it's she's a what? Sorry. They are, it's really difficult, but they are a really understanding person. Right. So if they totally get like when you make mistakes and things like that, they know it's, they know it's like a, you know, quite a new thing and that yeah. the human species has to just get their head around it, right. which is very, very nice. And I think is actually, it's very useful, but obviously in my, my language and my terminology is already quite like when I speak to people, I'm like, okay, love. Yeah. Oh, thanks, love. Thanks, dear. Yeah. Which we're not and okay I'm like, about already. I am. I am. It's, it's, it's just like, I think it's like a thing from being from Liverpool and today they didn't stop <laughs> me not. from doing that. Um, but I was aware every time I was doing it because I was like, is that just a term that I would use for like a girl? And then I was like, actually, no, I call guys love as well. So it's totally fine. Yeah. Which is even worse. But so, that's for off mic stuff that, um, is, are they, mm-hmm. um, a, are they, oh, it doesn't matter, I was going to say, are they trans or is it just how they like to be identified? I actually don't they, know, I don't know, I think it's just, I think it's how they choice. want to be identified. That's cool. I don't know, I, have, I haven't asked them yet, I will, maybe I will approach that conversation when I know them a little bit better, because mm-hmm. it's a very interesting conversation and I think <laughs> it's good to have a little dialogue on yeah, it. Yeah, which but we're totally very, unqualified to do and we, are, we, we digress. Are. We do digress, but I just think it's an interesting thing that, you know, it's come into my world and I'm quite excited about it. Cool. So this week oh, we're going to talk about <laughs> about the fact that, well, first of all, it, it's just the two of us. So we're going to get, um, we're going to get personal a little bit, give you an update about what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. Alex um, will probably close down. If you hear, uh, if you, if you, <laughs> if you hear any jingle jangling, that's Shell's earrings. If you hear any <laughs> clanking, that's Shell's coffee. If you hear any sort of like that shell just constantly moving her legs, you can see where we're at at this point in our relationship. And another lockdown might not do us very well. Um, but um, yeah, we're we're in London. We're in tier two. We're recording this on Wednesday, the twenty first of October, mm-hmm. and um, it's a to say it's uncertain is sort of redundant at this point. 
but it feels even more uncertain at the moment than than it had done previously because mm-hmm. before it was on the uncertainty of this impending whatever lockdown was going to be whereas now we we sort of know what lockdown is going to be but we don't know if we're in it we're out of it we don't know where we're at and i think that's causing a lot of distress for a lot of people of course but obviously we're looking at it from a creative angle because that's the point of our podcast you mm-hmm. know like a sports podcast we'll look at it from a sports angle so you know we're not we're not uh, reducing anyone's um issues to to being you know um nothing to us it's just that that's not the angle to come from um, and then there's obviously all that shit storm with Fatima and her new job in cyber when she wanted to be a ballet dancer, but now she's in cyber and the person that took the photograph and all that sort of yeah. stuff was where they weren't happy with it. Um, and you had someone today ask about discounts for creatives uh, at the yoga studio in which you work. I did. And it's just making me think, oh, actually, we all just tick along doing what we're doing and we sort of live with a little slight bit of anxiety maybe or a bit of like uncertainty or a bit of depression or a bit of, you know, uh, or maybe maybe we don't none of those things maybe we're just getting on with our daily lives I don't know but mm-hmm. you actually take stock and think okay I am part of a wider community here and this is how it's affecting my wider community yeah um, go on sorry um, yeah there is, it, yeah it's all I kind of zoned out like through <laughs> thanks <laughs> maybe through the like beginning of what you're saying so I was thinking of something else right, um, nice one no I was actually thinking about like setting the scene for the listener and letting them know that you're wearing your Newcastle top and shorts because you've just done a workout and you're like well that's a spoiler for later so shut the fuck up so, so then then i was like no snap back into action he's talking you have to listen and react anyway um, react no but yeah i did get somebody um in work ask whether we're doing she was and and it was actually quite refreshing for somebody to kind of just call up out the blue and be like hey just wondering whether you're doing any discounts for creatives who have lost work at the moment and I had a really good chat with her on the phone and was like, you know, I'm gonna. Although I've still maintained the level of working, my kind of creative work. I'm is, a singer. Like that. No, my my <laughs> creative work is probably the same as yours. You know, it's kind of dried up, and it's like it's really nice that you can actually call up and ask these questions. Although I actually don't think we do do any. And what was disappointing was that we don't we don't do any discounts or things like that. We we've thought about all of the discounts that we can give to people through these times. Mm. Um and you know, we offer some free classes, some free meditation classes, we offer discounts of rate for NHS staff. Um we offer like an online platform that is like really, really cheap and can do from home. We have like free months that you can do and things like that. So there's all these different discounts that we offer, but nothing specifically to that realm. And it's so difficult because as a, obviously we're veering off into the realms of like a, a more corporate world but it's kind of it's the same kind of thing with you know as a small business she's got to be super careful about the money that she's making at the moment because we're working we're operating like half capacity but at the same time you want to be able to support your local community and things like that so I think this is what I feel like this is the area now where we're going to start seeing like massive massive struggle and I think at the beginning we were so like it was just like thrust it well it wasn't thrust upon us but it felt like it was just this thing was thrust upon us everybody was blindsided everybody needs to stop everybody was in the same well i say same position it, it like it took it 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 took it was a surprise to everybody we were all coping with it together and it felt like there was this it actually felt like it grew this lovely like sense of community and uh-huh. you know everybody went through this really dramatic thing and then we all came together throughout lockdown to kind of work together whereas now it's start. Now it's, you're starting to see the actual problems, and you start to see the cracks showing in like the economy, and also in like 
the general like health of and the way that we can well, operate with the NHS and everything. Now well, you're starting to see the cracks because now people can't. Now it's kind of like yeah, you're able to function, and we're reopening society, but at the same time, you 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 yourself you're not you know you're you you're not functioning properly. Well, I think I think that speaks to a wider point. I mm. think it's not that. I think it's not that um, cracks are appearing. Sorry, it is that cracks are appearing to show, but I think it's that beforehand everything looked really bleak, but that was from your, or from for a lot of people, that was from your point of view of like, yeah, it's bleak, but, you know, actually, you know, like it's like when you say, oh, I've got no money left this month, but you still have the money in your savings account. Mm-hmm. And you go, I, I do have money left this month, but it's not within what I've allocated, you know, you set yourself buffers in life and not just financially, just in all sorts of uh, parts of your life. You sort of say, this is zero so that I never actually hit zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, And many people have been lucky enough to to do that. And I think that's what many people were doing in the first lockdown. Mm -hmm. And I think the cracks are starting to show not just within the music industry, but in the wider world where it's like, okay, we've gone beyond your self-imposed zero and now it's, Heading you're, towards actual zero. Yeah, now you're actually playing in the realms of your buffer. Yeah, and and a lot of people in are the not realms of your buffer. And and a lot of people have not like let's not negate the fact that a lot of people didn't even have the the you know the what, well they didn't have that in the first place. They didn't have the buffer no, in the first course, place. Of like, course, but we my come point. From a very, like, but my point being that in the Western world, yeah, a lot of people are privileged enough yeah, to yeah, have yeah. that. And so we're seeing it even more so now. Yeah. Um, and those people who didn't have it are probably looking at us being like, well, fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been like this for the whole time. Mm. Uh, the difference being now that it's going to be really, really fucking cold. But, you know, the thing with that is, you know, let's not be down about it. What do you want to do with your new job? With my new job? Yeah, when you stop being a creative. <laughs> now that the government have told us to retrain. I, there was a girl that we work, that I work with who's a singer and she did the, um, the government's like job recalculation thing yeah and she took it and she was like oh that's really cool and i was like what and she was like so i've just put in all my skills and i come out as an actor like so much more stable than before and i was like oh my god this I'm gonna is so pretend stupid just for the sake of the podcast that's the first time i've heard that story yeah you're <laughs> <isn't>. <laughs> ridiculous thing is right if you put in one of those job calculators and your whole point is that you want people to retrain who are in creative field, don't put creative jobs in there as, exactly. as an outcome exactly so if it's like yeah okay the algorithm told you that it'd be an actor just replace actor with like plumber or something i've said this before and you can act like it's the first time you've heard this as well but i'm going to be a footballer and if that um Mm. if you know it's all very much dependent on the january transfer window and whether we're still in that um because the transfer window sort of closed at the point that the advert came out but if if possible you know and it's worked out in january i'm going to be a professional footballer preferably for a premier league team yeah um, and then if that doesn't work, I'll just be an astronaut. You have to be really careful. With I'll just that, be an astronaut with, with that groin and that knee and that ankle. I'll just be an astronaut. Okay, yeah, cool. so that's fine. Anyway, um, but we are lucky enough, especially me, at the moment, that we are carrying on working in creative uh, with creative endeavors. We are. We are. It's kind of, I don't know. There's just there's there's so much. I feel like I'm taking in so much information at the moment, mm. and like I, I haven't even got time to process it myself. So. Whatever I kind of like talk nice about noise. right now is a what? That was a nice noise. That one? No. This one? That one. Yeah. This mic stand is so bad. Like, why do you the person who fidgets? Look, why do you give me the worst mic Bailey. stand? I did not set these mic stands up. <laughs> <laughs> I got home and you'd done your best to be like, I'm just gonna throw a few things up and oh just my leave God. it on the side. You know what? Next time I won't even try. 
What what was I even saying before you interrupted me? There's too many things bombarding you. Yeah, there's too many. Like, I feel like I'm taking in so much information that it's it's probably good for me to have conversations like this where I actually just sit down and have to compute it all out loud. Mm. But also, I feel like I am just computing it all. And yeah, there's just like, there's there's so many opinions and there's so many thoughts and things flying around that Mm. I'm just a bit like, I don't really know what's happening anymore. I don't know what I need to do with my life anymore. I, at the same time, is feeling like I have all of these options, probably too many options. I also feel like I have none. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like life is just a bit of like a whirlwind and that's probably causing, that's probably what's causing or what's going, it is that feeling of being like, feeling like you're in the eye of the storm. Like now you know what it's like. Mm. And there's this weird release. I mean, not release for some of the cities in in the north, but there's this like weird release in the middle. And now you know there's this like impending doom of it starting to happen again. I think and, the premise. I think the problem is that you don't know that it's an impending doom. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do maybe. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, but I'd, if I knew that was coming, I'd probably prefer it. Mm-mm. You know, I think that the whole country is going to end up in tier three lockdown. I think yeah. they're just doing it in this tier system just to make it seem like. Oh, we didn't actually put the country back into lockdown. It just so happened that you all ended up there by well, your own fault. The problem is that with doing a tier three lockdown would be doing what they did at the beginning of the other lockdown, which is like, okay, we're going to tell every, we're going to tell yeah, uh, yeah. everyone to stop going out, yeah. but at the same time, we're going to keep the whole economy open so that we don't have to pay anyone because we're like, well, everything's still open. My point being that I would prefer to know that that was. I know, I, I, I know in my, like, I, I suspect that that is coming, but mm. I don't know it. And, yeah. and I suspect that worse is coming, but I don't know it. And I would love to know and be able to look at the tsunami over there or look at the rest of the storm out there and be like, all right, cool. That's going to be coming. At least soon. I know what I can like, deal with. I'm going to get my coat and like sort this shit out, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's the not knowing that puts you in a bit of like, you know, what's really annoying is that like, I call my mom. And they are just living life like nothing's happened. Where, where, tell us, for those who don't know. In Australia. <laughs> in, so in, in Australia, obviously, they, they locked up. They actually locked down at the same time that we did, but they had like way less of an infection rate. And they went into lockdown the same, t- same time we, they did. They went into lockdown, I think, for like two months. Uh-huh. Got rid of all their cases, pretty much all of their cases. Opened back up. Had a little breakdown in Vic- had a little breakout in Victoria because somebody broke their um, quarantine, and then since then have just kept all their borders closed. And they think they might open them up around. I say, but when I say borders, I mean the borders within Australia, so the borders to the states, like the borders of the country itself, are completely closed, um, and that's how they've been able to to fully control it. But they think they might open the borders for Christmas. But every time I speak to my mom, she's just like, "Yeah, we've been on holiday here. We're going this. Yeah, I'm doing all this work, blah blah blah," and I'm just like. It's so weird to just see, mm. to like speak to somebody who's just totally fine. And every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, what's today? Yeah. I wonder whether, uh, just to, to pull this back to creative, to the creative realm, mm. I wonder whether that sense of community that was prevalent at the start of uh, the first lockdown back in sort of spring, mm. early summer, I wonder whether that sense of community will return and I think it's more needed now than it was then. Um, mm. It was definitely needed. I'm not. I'm not sort of downplaying the role that it that 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 played. But I think it's probably going to be needed a lot more this time around. And what's tricky is a lot of creatives that I know, and including us, 
and I've seen just from social media and stuff of people that I don't know that their the release of the lockdown got them going again like right cool shit let's get this stuff going we're, gonna, mm -hmm. we're trying this type of gig we're trying this type of whatever we're recording this song or you know even in the studio it's been a manic two months since the studio reopened i say two two months i've, I've lost all sense of time it's like four months is it yeah it Jesus. opened in july oh, right. july august september yeah, four, yeah. manic mm. no no never like don't get me wrong there's been down days dark days mm. and i don't mean down as in like bad or dark as in bad i mean like the studio's been dark Dead. right okay like yeah, yeah. Um, nothing turned on you know right. there's been that those days but not not because it's like oh the studio is dead at the moment it's like oh there just so happens to be a sunday when no one's booked in mm -mm. but every other day of the week is busy yeah um and i think we're all and we're in a similar place where we're planning on what we're doing next which is you know something for 2021 but it needs filming or it needs recording or it needs mixing or it needs you know things doing to it now so that it is able to be released in 2021 and i see a lot of people doing that I know there's some people that I've been recording myself that are prepping now for something that's going to be released in the new year. But then it becomes a little bit stressful when you're like, yeah, cool, let's get some sessions booked in as long as we can still do it in November or we can, you know. And that's kind of that's kind of tricky to operate because not only is it like that for your own life, it's like that with whatever your creative endeavor is, right? Yeah, so that's, I think that is what is becoming really, really difficult is that, now, like you say, it's like the it feels like the world is still. I say, and when I say the world, I mean like our immediate creative world mm -hmm. is still completely operational, and that people are kind of rolling forward with stuff. But it feels like things that you're trying to achieve are like stopped, or you yeah. know. And I'm sure everybody's. I'm sure actually everybody's in this in the exact same boat. But for some reason, it feels like you're like, oh fuck, I'm falling behind because. You know, even if I plan this shoot, we might get to a week before and somebody's just come into contact with somebody with COVID yes. and we have to shut the whole thing yeah, down. Yeah, actually, like, I didn't even think about that. That's I was thinking more about the idea that the rules change, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Like now, you know, I think the one thing everyone can agree on is that if they've gotten a notification or if they know somehow that they've come into co to contact with someone with COVID and they have to get test, even, you know, even the even like all of the anti-maskers and everything, they're like, they know that they have to kind of like isolate until you go and get... <laughs> Who knew that anti-mask is going to be in the fucking dictionary soon, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't even a word before. But even, even those people know that, okay, I'm still going to have to isolate until I go and get a COVID test. So yeah. everyone is going to be affected by the fact that like if you've potentially come into like it could shut down so many things yeah. and it can just shut it down literally a few days before there's yeah. no way to kind of, unless somebody isolates before a project, mm -hmm. which all right, if you've got the luxury to do that, then you're probably not worrying about these things in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't have the, the luxury to do that. And I think it's, it's making, it's making, every, it's putting a strain on like every industry, but it's making mm -hmm. kind of, um, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Go on. Independent creative stuff, right. stuff that you kind of like, not you're not throwing together, but you're putting it. To, you know, you're putting it together with like a limited amount of budget. Yeah, it's making that stuff incredibly hard. Yeah, I think it's making it hard. Not not necessarily from a financial point of view. So obviously, you're putting much a lot of strain on that side of things. Um, but a lot of us as independent creatives are used to working on extremely tight budgets. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay, of course, there's a financial impact, but we as a community i think are quite good at like just making it work within whatever budget constraints we have yeah. whereas 
that is to the that is the complete opposite in regards to time where okay maybe there are time constraints but generally speaking you would put in so much time which makes up for the fact that there's a lack of budget yeah and now i'm finding it hard to find the time Mm -hmm. also a lot of people are finding it hard to plan putting that time in because Mm -hmm. they don't know if it's going to be cancelled last minute or can't you know for for all the reasons that you've said and i think it's all these little things add up to creating a whole to making a whole industry unstable yeah um and people don't know what the fuck they're doing everyone thinks oh yeah release the music now because like everyone's just at home and everyone's listening to music all the time and then other people go don't release music now because you know and and no one no one has a clue and it's just like it's it's bad that for all to see and one thing that it's done for me is made it feel like more of a level playing field which has helped my mental health where i don't feel like i'm struggling uphill as much but then it makes you nervous for when it made me or it did make me nervous for when lockdown was being lifted i was like oh shit the 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 incline is now isn't is coming back Mm -hmm. And now it sort of feels like that incline, like everyone's, it's not that that incline's back or that it's level. It's like you're looking around and you're like, where, the, where is everybody? Where what is everyone? And it, and it does feel, um, it feels like everything's at sea. It does. And it's also, you know, we're in, we're in a world where everything is moving so quickly. And, and also with that, like our attention span is moving so quickly. So oh, man. all of yeah. the things that we, you know, all of these new things, things that everyone was like oh well this is just going to be the new way life is we're gonna to have to do live stream gigs and we're gonna be doing yoga from home we're gonna be doing this and then after like a month everyone was like if i see another live stream gig i'm gonna kick my tv or <laughs> like if i have to yeah. do another live stream fucking yoga class you know like people just get so done with things and i think yeah. that's because anything that we do in isolation isn't it's never gonna match up to what i mean that actually fills me with a little bit of hope that everything that we do in isolation is not going to live up to the real thing because it makes me think that when the world opens back up, then, you know, there is still what there is still going to be want for all of the creative industries because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, whilst you're in this position, it makes things a whole heap harder. And it also makes things harder. It makes it harder for smaller artists to kind of cut through the noise because there's so much there. There's so many people frantically trying to put things out into the world and keep going. And it's just making, I I don't know, for me, I don't know if this, everyone else feels like this, but for me, it's kind of making me numb to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's not much like when I'm opening my, you know, there was a lot of time where I'd open social media and I'd actively and like, that would be my, that would be my fun time like I'd open it and I'd be like oh, okay I'm just gonna go and mong on here for half an hour and just really enjoy this time that I've given myself and now even when I'm doing that I find myself scrolling and I'm like okay I'm not enjoying this anymore because I'm just I don't know it's not it's not like a doesn't come from a mental health place or a place that <laughs> makes me feel bad sorry go on carry on what? I just couldn't hold it in my life I was just thinking about the word mong <laughs> it's I just really a stupid, really say it, stupid word isn't it um but Mong. yeah i can't really yeah anyway sorry no, uh, no, yeah. No, you've re- totally i know i know flow. i know i'm sorry but, i'm sorry i'm sorry um yeah like i'm not enjoying that anymore because i just feel yeah i feel like very numb to a lot of like content and st- content that i used to like love and i used to consume so much even now i'll look at it and be like okay yeah, I think you get bored of stuff very quickly because you, you, what you're, all you're doing is sitting down and watching something on Netflix or mm, whatever. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, Netflix are the only people in the creative industries that have fucking cleaned up. I say the only people, probably not, but they have definitely 
come out on top. <laughs> um, they're not creative, are they? Yeah, okay. Like Netflix is there to to house these, you know, these, these creative works. Arguably, Netflix isn't the creative. No, thing. but okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you want to release a film with Netflix right now. I mean, now is the fucking time to do it. Mm. They've released some of the best stuff that they've ever released and more of it. But, yeah, the content that was coming out of like, we're all in it together. Here's me playing guitar in one place and you singing in another and mm. so-and-so over there. And and here's the, all these actors singing Imagine and, you know, and all these like nice things. Because it's going into winter, it's just, and people are obviously fucking knackered. Um, I'm tired out by the whole thing. It's, it's it's uh, there's less of it but also i don't think you engage with it in the same way because i think everyone's a bit more cynical about it mm. um i think one thing we were going to talk about in this podcast was about valuing yourself and we were going to talk about um the sort of the changes to to our perception of the music industry and i think perhaps that's something to say for another time and maybe something to talk to george and t about mm-hmm. um since this has taken on a life of its own in regards to the covid second wave um so to, to to just stick on that let me so like you said before you've got your opportunities that you're kind of looking at and thinking like uh, i don't know like yes those opportunities are there but also at times depending on your state of mind it feels like they're not there and then like you have no opportunities mm-hmm for me at the moment, I feel like my whole brain, my whole being, everything is like your downloads folder on your laptop. Yeah. Right. The That's difference exactly between how I feel the difference between my downloads folder and my on my computers <laughs> and mm, yours. Go on, everyone knows where it's going. You well, mine is com- almost completely empty. Yeah. And it only has a couple of things that I'm keeping there that are organized in a proper place. And everything that's downloaded is filed away into some sort of place. Yours is just a fucking free-for-all, isn't it? Yeah. It's just whatever's downloaded, right? And I opened my downloads the other day, my actual downloads on my on my computer, and they were like yours. And I was like, oh, God, I need to sort this out. And then it made me realize, I was like, this is what my brain is like right now. Yeah. This is what all my post-it notes on my desk are like and things that notes I'm making on a piece of paper that's in our living room and then reminders on my phone and 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 I, I know some people would love to be able to have as many things on as I have at the moment because I know this it sounds terrible, you know, people are struggling for any opportunities. But some of these things aren't necessarily opportunities. It's just things that you need to get off shit the that needs to be, to yeah, be done. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like I wouldn't necessarily think that because I, I you know, I've got a feeling that there's gonna be a lot of people in the same situation. Mm. And it's and I literally said to myself today, I was like, the uh, I, I'm having these like weird talks with myself in my head as if I'm talking to somebody else and I'm talking to like I'm talking something through and it's kind of helping so I'm just running with it and making sure that I'm not completely insane okay um <laughs> so I I like the the talk I was having with myself today was... so Michelle said to <laughs> Michelle no the talk I was having with myself today was like the like it's that old thing of like the freedom of choice really stunts creativity i think the freedom of choice yeah stunts creativity yeah you're gonna get that on your gravestone yeah and sometimes freedom of choice the wealth of choice the wealth of choice right stunts creativity because i freedom of choice could also work yeah if you weren't free to choose 
you just had those options anyway go on sorry well that's i th- sometimes i think you're you're much more creative when you're constrained to yeah well, i was about and to say like i suppose it does make sense because someone does. could be you could be not free to choose and someone could be like right there's option a and b and i pick option a so shell you gotta do it <laughs> well yeah all right so the wealth of choice can strong creativity and that's I, it, I, I'm I feeling this weird thing of like, you've got all these different avenues that you can explore right now. Yeah. And the fact that you've got so many to explore means that you're not exploring one of them, which means that you actually feel like you've got no prospects because you, you're you not making a start on anything. And at the same time, and, and then yeah. at the same time as thinking that you're also like, but actually genuinely there is things that I physically can't start yet yeah, because of things. the situation that we're in. Mm. Like, we cannot gig and no all right let me rephrase that we can gig in a very different way to the ways that we gigged before um but it would it's all just an experimentation process at this stage for small artists well yeah it's such an experimentation that it's not as simple as like yeah well we can gig we just have to go and do this it's Mm. like that is a whole endeavor in itself just to see what that it is it's like now putting on a gig or doing a gig is like is the same amount of effort has to go into that as you would be like uh you know planning a big fucking album launch mm. like that's how big doing just for one, one gig is simple, at the moment simple gig, yeah. um you know it's not just like you know we it, it's not just like you would speak to anyway it's not just it's not what it was before <laughs> basically so yeah, yeah that 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 idea of like feeling as if your head is a downloads folder is i i very much relate and i actually think a lot of people will relate but i think everyone also is feeling very stunted about what step to take next you know what the problem with the downloads folder is right it's not even just that there's bare shit in it oh mum, that means a lot that a lot of shit in it a lot of stuff in it um because it is there is a lot of stuff in it Mm -hmm. and and the the reason why i use that analogy is because it is all in that one place it is all on your computer but it's just completely disorganized yeah not so disorganized that it's like all over the gap and you can't find things. You're like, okay, if I come back to it, I've got all this in this place. And you can look at that and go, okay, there's all that stuff. But it isn't neatly named no, opportunity like- shell uh, becomes an astronaut. It's called <laughs> fucking one, two X G four dot JPEG. Yeah. Seven mix seven of nine, like do you know what I mean? And then also it's like you, it's because you don't know what your situation is right now. This like you said this great phrase the other day that was like, it's top of the list but last thing getting done. Mm. So is the it's you've got these weird things that are like oh my god that is priority one right now. But because <laughs> because you cannot physically do it, it's not getting done. But because it's such a high priority and at the same time it can't be done, that is just sending your head into like overdrive and you're just like, ah, mm. there's something there. that and, and as I'm talking this through, I'm kind of understanding now why I'm so anxious at the moment. Yeah. Well, as, with, as you're talking this through, I've thought of two things that I need to write down so that I don't forget them. Mm. Okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I'm not going to do it but because uh, I've forgotten one of them. Uh, no, I am going to write them down. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not really. I am, um, I am writing them down right now. Um. And as to not use this podcast as a way to just kind of like <laughs> vent to people and put them in a really yeah, bad place. Everyone's there's listening no to takeaway it. whatsoever from it. My mum's walking the dog right now like, oh God, oh God, oh my son. <laughs> no, as to not do that, um, like I think there's things that I actually listening to Alex's podcast last week. Alec Brits. Yeah, really, really helped me out. And we yeah. will have him back on the show to to talk in to a few more things. But I think there's there's lot 
there's lots of things on on these different podcasts that you can go back to and actually take on board that will start to help and through kind of like speaking to a lot of different people in a lot of different situations I've started getting my own kind of uh, routine together yeah. and Alec talked Alec talked a lot last week about getting a routine together and I'm, I'm kind of putting it to the test this week and being like all right sweet so I've got a morning routine and I've got an evening routine now I'm just going to test it out for a week see how I feel and just go from there mm. and I'm you know and I'm, I'm not I don't know 100% know how it's making me feel yet but there seems to be a sense I'm starting to feel like a sense of quiet and I'm not quiet you're joining a choir quiet I'm not 100% sure whether that's a good thing or Social a bad thing. Shut up. But it feels, oh my God, one day I will end a sentence. It feels, no, oh it. my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like a good thing, you know, it feel, like today, I had this weird thing of walking home and it was raining and I was like halfway home and then literally the heavens just opened and it was like torrential rain. Yeah, a choir behind you going, oh. And I kind of like, oh. just let it... Just let you finish. You there? Okay. What about Africa? Um, and it was it was this weird moment of like, oh, I'm just, I, f- I feel like this weird sense of release. And then I was like, okay, why do you feel release when you've just been rained on? Like this is weird. Could be relating back to this psychotic thing I've got going. But I was like, you shouldn't like you're just walking down the road. You've just been absolutely pissed on and now now you feel this weird sense of relief and I was like maybe it's because you can't do anything about it so like you're I'm halfway home there's there's nowhere I can just go and shelter right now I need to get home I've got a hood on I've got a coat nothing's in not nothing's getting badly wet it's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. and I'm just walking home now and, and it's torrential rain and then that, I think it was that moment of like just just releasing to that and being like cool this is fine i'm just here right now Mm. was so like fulfilling and it made me be like oh i wonder whether that is what everyone talks about and being like i feel like you just need to give over to this and i feel like you just need to let what's happening happen and try and not maintain control of it and try and not like keep hold of everything and keep everything taking long or keep that you know i've got to do this but i've got to do that and that's stopping that you've got to just be like okay woke up this morning and found out that this has happened sweet that's fine gotta deal with that yeah stuff. yeah and it's something i don't think we, we did learn from the first wave no uh, that relinquishing of control i think we sort of said oh you know you kind of realize that not everything's in your control and you just gotta let things be and then you started to just control other things mm-hmm. and you just dealt with the stuff that you could control mm-hmm. rather than actually practicing that thing of like relinquishing control completely mm-hmm. no, all right not completely because that would then your life would be you know all over the gaff or or not i don't know but i assume it would be um but the 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 focus and the attention turned to the things that you could control rather than actually being at peace with the stuff that you couldn't yeah Um, and then the things that you 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 can gain control in things that you can actually gain control in so for so me having a morning routine and putting the kettle on and having a lemon and water and going sitting down and just having a couple of minutes to myself and then you know in the evening putting my clothes out for the next day and you know, all those little things like I have control of those things and if I can anchor back to those things every day then it's I, it might it might be doing what you've just said and putting control in something else but at least it's putting control into something that 
helps you like you benefit from that in the long run i yes i think the difference is i don't think there's anything wrong with focusing on the things that you can control or the things that are within your control um but i think there is something wrong with burying the other thing and not just being okay with it or, or dealing with it in a in a you know over the over a period of time like eventually okay i'm not okay with this now but i will be eventually and i think the difference that i've seen in you is that we we very much diverted our attention to somewhere else mm-hmm. and was like all right cool let's get on with this stuff that we can do and then i think what i've seen with you is the other stuff creeping back in and you know we've had a few conversations where you're like oh, i just feel a bit uncertain i feel whatever you know stuff that we've been talking about today and then i think this time the past week or so you seem to have been like okay that stuff is still there mm. but it's not all encompassing now yeah and i think there is a distinct difference i i find it i'm finding it kind of hard to put into words but i think there is a distinct difference um i also want to just completely take a left turn before we move on to the first segment and people you know write in let us know text us instagram us email us depending on who you are ben i'm looking at you ben gladwin as you mentioned for this week shell's saying she has lemon and water in the morning but sometimes when I'm like, do you want a cup of tea? She's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. And then I'll be like, uh, no. And this will be first thing in the morning. I go, normal tea. And you'll go, no, lemon. And I'll be like, we haven't got any lemon tea. And you'll be like, no, lemon and water. I'm like, cool. That's not tea. But is it tea? What constitutes tea? Does it need tea leaves? Um, I, I am not qualified to answer this question. Because lemon and water is not tea, as far as I'm concerned. It's lemon and water. I, I wonder whether, like, the act of brewing a thing do you makes br- tea. Do you brew a broth? You brew a beer. You brew a beer, but that's not tea. It's not tea, is it? But do you brew a beer hot? Do you brew a beer hot? <laughs> that sounded like some sort of philosophical, poetic question. But Do wine you, is not tea. Does one brew like, a beer hot? Mulled wine is not tea, right? No. I don't know. We need to look into this. We need to get to the bottom of this. I think tea should have tea leaves. I don't necessarily agree because you can like, you can have lavender tea that has like, well, I guess lavender bit are, are leaves, I guess, but... Mm, I think it needs some sort of tea. What? What, what is tea? Well, tea is a thing, isn't it? You can have tea leaves. Like tea is a tea. Tea. No. You know, tea. Tea will know. <laughs> Ask him about it. He's based his whole existence he's, on it. He's literally <laughs> the most underqualified person to talk about tea. But, in like, the world. but you could brew a fart. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. <laughs> you might. And, and another digression. Also, if you don't know the answer to that one, send in. We want to hear your words. For, or your alternative words for brew because you've got the tea on the side and you're like, uh, is the tea ready? No, I'm just letting it brew. But my auntie says, I'm letting it mash. That's weird. And that's weird. She's the only person I've ever heard say that. So are there any more of them? I'm letting it broth. I'm letting it, I'm letting it brew. I'm letting it mash. Oh my God. So if at this so, point in the podcast, you're like, why do I listen to this podcast anymore? It's because this is exactly summary, why. <laughs> In summary, yes, we're all, feeling, we're all feeling very uncertain and out of control right now, but we're all in this together. We will all come together and get yourself a nice little routine that you can have control of and try and relinquish control. Get yourself a tea, your life. let it mash, settle into the October, into this October. Yeah, this well, is the shit that's been missing since episode one. Oh. Let's move on to the first meg. 
Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like Sheeran. a singer? Ed Sheeran. What's your plan B? Oh. 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 What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Oh. All right, cool. This is what Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums. Shell, you said you had a little something. I did. Um, I don't know what to say. It. We've been talking about quirky... Well, generally, this this podcast is based around quirky uh, things that may happen. I hate the word quirky. Why did I say that? But, you know... It's about, about a particular lifestyle, and um, this section in particular is about things that may happen to you or might be said to you that um, you might only know about because you work within a particular creative field uh, based on the fact that our good friend Jack Batchelor, um, he has grandparents, and those grandparents ask his parents, what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Shell, you said you had a little something. You just hinted that you might not be able to say it. I did. I'm going to go with the PG version. Oh. Um, and... You know, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. I am. I am. Because um. people could be listening to, it, listening to this after nine o'clock. Shut up. Anyway, so I've so I, I've kind of like started to dabble in the world of editing video editing. I, mm. I would literally call it dabbling. Oh, fuck I would, me. I think I know what you're going to say. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't. I actually can't. So I'm going to use the PG version. But, um, so yeah, I've been dabbling in the, in the world of editing and I use dabbling very, very lightly because like I'm not, it, I, I'm not doing anything extra special here. Right. So, and there's a person, let's call him Schmain. No, 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 no. But what I've realized is I've never, I've never known this because I've always been the person who's on the opposite side of the camera. I've like, when you're editing footage, you see so much of people. Yeah. In in those edited in those unedited in an unedited bit and like yeah. that's all the stuff that never makes the final cut mm. and like as an editor I don't know you get like a really interesting like look into somebody's life mm. and you also come across like some surprises that you didn't see whilst you were filming but <laughs> <laughs> um, you've you... got to tell that no you've got to maybe one day but not today there's a person come no. on he's never no. going to listen to this podcast I can't no honestly um I maybe one day not today it's but... to do with trumps oh why <laughs> did you do that <laughs> And not the Donald kind. Go on. So yeah, anyway, that led me on to think, oh, isn't it weird that actually when I'm doing these edits and I'm looking at somebody kind of like get themselves ready beforehand mm. or I've left the camera on afterwards and somebody's chatting or somebody's getting, you know, whatever. It made me think about actually the likes of Ben who normally does all of our videos and the amount of footage, the amount of actual B-roll footage, deliberate deliberate B-roll footage he's got of, of us. And like how sitting there and watching that makes you kind of like see people in a different way or see how see how people are when they're not even just acting to camera but reacting to you day to day. You know, that's that well, person's like quiet little time and they don't sometimes you don't realise you're being watched or Well, it's not even stuff like that. It depends on how comfortable the people are on mm. camera. Because obviously I've edited quite a lot of stuff for, for Delia as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I've edited a few things here and there um for other people. And it's it's the stuff that is is microscopic that i find interesting like someone says something and you see someone else just look at them in a certain way yeah that's the kind of or thing like, i want about you just see them just for a second put something down maybe stretch and then just like i've seen there was one job that i did for some podcast people and someone was like speaking to themselves it was really strange i couldn't hear what they were saying mm. but you could just see them giving themselves a little chat it was just little things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that 
I think, yeah, okay, you see, I know what you mean. You do see these people up front on your screen and you're like, whoa, I'm just like, I can view you in a different way here and you don't even know that I'm watching <laughs> yeah. you. Um, and there's there been times when Ben has shot stuff where I'm like, oh, am I actually like that? And is Shell actually like yeah. that? And I see Shell all the, all the time, but then she's different in that. Yeah. And Ben's great at capturing those moments, so which makes me think about like, what are these other moments that weren't worth showing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but those tiny moments that... They really like speak volumes about a person, don't they? Yeah, and I think... You're making me think about some of the footage I was looking through the other day of us when we were recording with Little Grace recently and... or oh, not recently, fucking hell. Start of the year. And there's a few moments in that where you see people like turn and look at the camera in a certain way and then they're like, they, and just different and the way that people interact with people. Mm. It is odd, isn't it? It is. And like, I'll always remember that, that piece of footage that Ben took of us where I, and I had no idea this was happening, mm. but where I'm like, we're getting food ready and I'm like, switch that off. And you're like, what the incense stick <laughs> and like at the time i was fully just like yeah like just didn't even register and you've got that little look to the camera where you're like honestly this is what i'm dealing with this day is my to life day. Every day. And like i it was only when i watched that switch back, it off but... turn it off the incense stick <laughs> put it out yeah it was only when like i watched that back that i was like oh shit that that's how those moments unfold but to me at the time i'm just like my, yeah, doing my shit. Honestly, Shell, right? Mm. My life around you is a sitcom that no one is watching, <laughs> right? And, you know, in the office, when people say shit, and obviously this shit happens all the time, but in the office, it's sort of exaggerated where people just sort of like look around and it's like zoomed in on them. Mm. I, my life is that. It's not exaggerated. It is that. Well, you know what? How colourful is your life? It's so, so colourful. As colourful as the office. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me think of that Black Mirror episode where he can, or where, where they can... Um, yeah, rewind, rewind what they see. Yeah, uh, their eyes. They've got a camera in their eyes, mm-hmm. haven't they? And then they, he goes back and there was a moment where nothing even happened, but he suspects something happened. Then he goes back and he just sees her look at this guy in a different, in a very, you know, a minuscule sort of micro... Um, mannerism mm-hmm. and and then it uh, then shit gets real because it's black mirror mm-hmm. but you have a little glimpse into that don't you when you yeah. edit and stuff like that mm-hmm. um it is it is weird and i think you know the moral of the story is be fucking careful what you do in front of a camera i have another little joke watch jack one of the movies for the, unless you, have you got one no okay so i have another little one this is slightly not when jack what jackson is doing finish with the drums but more of like a technological thing um do you ever think do you ever wonder what people are going to think in like 50 years? Let's go more than that. No, like, mm. all right. No, the way that, the way that things are moving, let's say like 80 years in the future. Okay. Do you ever wonder what like, um, one, all of this content, this and everything else in the world is all going to be kept and like people can go back and listen to it. One, do you ever wonder what they, 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 they like think of it? No. Or what they're going to be like? Do I always wonder that? I'm always like, oh, people in the future are going to be like, oh, stupid puny humans. They didn't know. How far in the future are we talking? Like, I'm only talking like eighty years, oh, eighty no, to hundred years. No, I think about more like two hundred years. No, no, like the, the the rate of change that we're going through right now. Look at us, looking back at people a hundred years ago, the people who were like trying to, um, uh, what, what did they, what did they think, like? The, the, like the operations they were doing back no, then no because 100 years ago is the 1920s yeah so imagine in 3000 no <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Go on. Imagine in 2000. Uh, not much has changed, but we live underwater. <laughs> no, imagine in 2120. Yeah. Wow, that feels weird. And like, imagine what they're going to look back and obvious, like the amount of change that is, has happened just in the past 10 years has been exponential as to what happens in the last 100 years. So now imagine project that forward. Yeah, I don't think how you look back on it is different. I think how I think looking forwards is more interesting. No. I think looking back on it, we don't look back on the 1920s and go, God, blimey, imagine how they did things yes, back then. Yes, we did. No, we don't. The 1920s is not that long ago. There are people still alive today that were alive in the 1920s. <sighs> 200 years ago, 300 years ago, yeah, I'll give you that. I don't think it's going to be that remarkable because people are going to have built the system from the systems. Mm. So, and everything's going to be kept based upon this and it's going to develop. We don't look back at the things from the 20s and go, whoa, no. because we can see how that's progressed. But we look back on things from two, 300 years ago and go, fuck, where did that change? All right, so maybe out, out of the realms of a lifetime. So I'm like, yeah, m maybe like 120 years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just because you didn't want to succumb no, to the two hundred no. years. <laughs> no, because I, I just no, because I think that you're being naive in the, in how how quickly you think things are actually going to change. And like now, uh, a month can be the equivalent of like two years. What are you what, talking you know, about? The amount of stuff that happens in a month could be the equivalent of stuff that the amount of stuff that happens in two years, like fifty years ago. Right. So uh, like, I'll let you have that. There's like, there's so much growth, but I do think that they're going to look, and I also think we're going through some like huge, huge changes that we haven't, that in this particular lifetime, we, we haven't quite figured out yet. And I even think that in the next generation or the next lifetime along, when we figure those things out in just a hundred years, they're going to look back and be like, oh, it's really sad that they just didn't know that. I don't think that's well, how will people view the future, uh, how people will view the past who are in the future in regards to advancement in that sort of thing, like technology and stuff like that. I think it's going to be more, uh, the thing that interests me more is looking back on Brexit, Donald Trump, 9-11, these big world events. A pandemic. Um, the a technological re yeah, revolution. A, a pandemic. Not sure about the technological revolution. Are you joking? No. And oh like, my God. And all these like more political things that you would be taught in a history class. I think, think that's what's going to be more interesting because there will be a different perspective on it because when World War II was breaking out, there wasn't that that happening there wasn't time to develop a the same sort of perspective that would be put in a history textbook do you honestly think that the biggest news with if people look at in the history books people looking back on on our particular lifetime right now the biggest news is not going to be the technological like i didn't revolution. say whether it was going to be the big biggest news i, I think, think the technological technological revolution has already begun but before we were born and i think it will be carrying on until we're dead no but and i think the most significant change in the technological revolution was the smartphone well yeah yeah and that wasn't that was in our lifetime right. it wasn't before we were born so i think that well, is it's actually be the internet but the internet yeah all right which was slightly just before we was it just before we were born or was it actually uh, yeah the internet was around before we were born but it wasn't was a it? thing okay well yeah like, all right so it'll be the internet 
And I think that's the thing that everyone's going to look back on. I think things like Donald Trump and everyone like that and all this shit is going to be like blips. I think like they, they all fucked up when they did that and that, that shit happened over there. But how many presidents has there been where you're just, just like, they kind of pass you by. But things like the Industrial Revolution, you're like, well, that literally changed the face of humanity. Yeah, but you don't look back at the Industrial Revolution and go, God, look at that, do you? You do when you're learning about it, yeah. <laughs> when did you learn about it? In school? And tell, tell me you didn't learn about the industrial revolution. And tell, and tell me about it. Go on, tell me something you learned. It was it was the fact <laughs> that they went from using things like a fucking like an, a hand plow and like planting seeds individually to using to being able to farm on industry right. scale. And then what perspective did you grant for, get from that? Well, it's, it's that's what I mean. You don't think about these things. You think about no. like the wars and like mad shit like that. Oh, I also, know. I don't think that the technological advancement is going to be such a uh, a distant thing. I don't think we're going to be looking back in a hundred years in that way. I don't think it's going to be that far away. I think you need to go a few hundred years in the no, future I don't. to be looking think, back on that. I think that things are moving so quick that in like a hundred years, we're going to have figured out how to live with technology and we're going to look back at the people now and we're going to be like, oh, they didn't know. They were still they were still <laughs> using hand plows. I don't, yeah, okay, disagree. That's got fuck all to do with being a creative, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's move on before we have a domestic here on the podcast. E, oh my God, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? This is who the fuck is Peter Guy. This is our recommendation section of the podcast. It's going to be short and snappy this week because I got a couple of quick recommendations and then Shell hasn't got anything because Shell, innit? I um, do. But since we're all indoors watching stuff, I've got a few things for you to watch. Uh, the first one is you should watch Aaron Sorkin's new film, which is uh, in cinema. So you should go to a local cinema and support an independent cinema or, or any cinema actually at the moment, but preferably an independent cinema if you can to go and see The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, if not, it is on Netflix. So you can settle in good. to watch that. The story is a true story and it's written by Aaron Sorkin, who wrote like The West Wing, The Social Network, The Newsroom. Um, Molly's Game, lo- loads of stuff. He's written loads of stuff. Really, really clever um, uh, script writer, and he's directed this as well. Uh, it's Obviously, it's one of those films. It's very politically motivated, but and it can be a bit too saccharine sweet at times, a little bit too like, oh, isn't the world good? You know, Or the world could be so much... Sorry, it's not that the world's good. It's more that the world's bad, but it's like the world should be this stand-up thing. And, you know, sometimes you'll be like, ah, oh, it's not like that. But it's very relevant to to the world today, which is quite sad. But then to make you feel a little bit better, Aaron Sorkin's got a little kicker there. And I don't know if you can find it somewhere, but the West Wing came back for a one-off episode just to sort of encourage people in America to vote and stuff. And they did a theater, um, well, I was going to say a theater production, but it was it was more of like a script reading with loads of props. And a it very made me a, cry. It was a very highly, very well-organized script reading yeah. um, of one of their episodes and they, you know a sort of reunion thing with lots of messages saying go and vote and this is important and that's important and it was great and the West Wing's so good and Aaron Sorkin is such a genius when it comes to writing Michelle these Obama scripts and stuff yeah and um, it made Shell cry it made me go a bit like Whoa. but also the fucking opening credits of the West Wing if you've never seen the West Wing you need to just watch the opening credits no you need to watch and, the whole thing and then go to this this reunion special and watch what they do with the opening credits a guy in a theater acoustic guitar and a string section and it is fucking beautiful it's very beautiful um that's it for me i 
next week it may, things might get a bit more Halloweeny. I'm up for more Halloweeny stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't think I have any. Oh, I've, did I recommend Shit's Creek on the last episode? <laughs> Probably even fucking watch well, it. Well, if I did, you should watch it. If I didn't, no. If I didn't, you should watch it. If I did, I'm still watching it. And it's still brilliant. You should still watch it. Um, but speaking of Halloween stuff, we are in the middle of watching. You Bly are. Manor. Yeah, the haunting of Bly Manor. Hormans- Horman- I, I, I'm not really watching it. It's kind of poo in it. It's not. I think it's quite good. I think it's something to get into if you're looking for some. If you're looking for a little bit of Halloween change, that meanders far too much, it not, and it's not it scary enough. Ignore Alex. He's such a snob. It's not scary enough either. But we're going to go see a horror film tonight. That'll be fun. We're going to go and support the Castle Cinema in Clapton, um, who look like they're doing some good stuff for like social distancing and everyone. And uh, yeah, it looks like you know a good thing to do good film to go and support not like a big block supposed to like tenant mm-hmm. and not a big multiplex cinema either so if you can afford to do something like that then or you feel safe enough to do something like that then i highly recommend it uh, that's it for this week thank you for tuning into the podcast again not that you tune into a podcast but um sorry if we've depressed you because it is a you know slightly worrying and depressing time but we are positive mostly and things are still good here and we're managing to be creative. We hope you are too. We hope you're managing to engage with creative content and, you know, whilst keeping your head above water and your your mood up as well. Do feel uh, free to reach out if you sort of, you know, want to or you're feeling lost or anything like that. We are here via our socials or via deliamusic at gmail.com. And, and, you know, we do do this so that we are actually have a wider community rather than just us talking into the void. Yeah. You know, sometimes we do like it when the void speaks back because we do say that honestly and earnestly. And if you're thinking that people, you know, people or oh, people don't do that and that would be weird to do that. People have done that and we've had lovely conversations with people and I think it's actually just really helpful to connect with people who one, you either kind of disagree with them or want to open a conversation about or two, you just kind of really relate to it and you want to uh, delve into a conversation a little bit more so yeah there will be more stuff coming to the patreon very soon we promise to those who have already subscribed um and then we're going to be a bonus episode of the podcast on going on to the patreon soon as well keeping an update on our creative endeavors and what the next project for us looks like but that's it for this week we're off to go and see saint maud at the castle cinema in clapton i don't know where it is um jill thanks for doing this with me tonight yep And remember, too much sauce ruins the fries.